Welcome one, welcome all. We are uh, into the last hour of the Bill Michael Show. Um, I wanted to, we were sitting here talking about uh, the, the hot dog, believe it or not, at American Family Field and uh, stadiums in general. Matthew brings up a good point. He says, ballpark food is like bar food. It just hits different. It's got, it just can't be matched with anything else. And when you're in the mood for that ballpark beer, uh, bar food, it's even better. Just make sure that sauerkraut is warmed up first. Nothing worse than cold kraut on a brat. Uh, no, I don't, I, I actually prefer my sauerkraut cold. I don't mind that. If the, if the brat or hot dog is warm. Now, every now and then you get those hot dogs that have been pre-wrapped and they're sitting there in that bin, and they're not as hot as they should be, so you get kind of a, a lukewarm dog, and then you throw the cold sauerkraut on it, and it's rubbery. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's not the that's not the way to go. But I agree with you. It's like when you're just in the mood for it. You know, I get it. It's like cheese curds. If you're if you go to a bar that serves really good, in almost that that. And you know what I'm talking about. There's that hard, crusty, with, like, crushed breadcrumbs on a cheese curd. You know what I'm talking about. And then there's the one that's the light. It's the fluffy. The the, the cheese curd's not the pre-compressed. Looks like a, you know, little circle in every perfect pack. But it's the ones that are all different. Sometimes they're stuck together. And then those, when you get them and they're good... They hit the spot, but when you're in the mood for them and you go get them and you eat one, it's, oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh, God. Oh, these are so good. Oh, my goodness. You you know what I'm talking about. The kind where after you get done eating them, you're like, I think I need to go change my pants. Yes. Those kind of cheese curds. 100% correct. I got to go take something. <laughs> Amodium. Then again, after eating a bunch of cheese curds, you don't have to take anything. You know, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Robbie says, 100% agree. I don't understand why hot dogs at the ballpark taste different than the ballpark hot, dog, than the ballpark hot dogs at home, but they're good. I, maybe there's, again, going back to the world of romance, maybe there's something in your head that tells you this is the way it's supposed to be. Uh, Robbie also says, for whatever reason, I can also eat them in two bites, whereas at home I savor them. Yeah, the ones at the ones at the ballpark, it's a bite, bonk, gone. Uh, Sam says, wasn't sure what they have for lunch today, but you and Ben talking about hot dogs made me stop at Quick Trip and grab a ballpark Frank. Well, there you go. Two things. One, you had a hot dog. Don't you feel a little bit better? You're thinking a little baseball. Things are starting to melt outside after today's craptastic weather. Okay. But also, you supported Quick Trip. There's not much more that I can ask beyond that. I think we just saved the sport. Right? Hopefully, uh, Mark Atanasio is listening. He's streaming us right now uh, out there at American Family Fields of Phoenix. Streaming it. Uh, this one is from Mark. Mark says, uh, thinking of ways to change baseball, I don't agree of outlawing the shift. I think baseball players need to adapt. The fact that guys can't hit to the opposite side of the field is a complete joke. Take guys like Pete Rose, Ty Cobb, Kirby Puckett. They could all hit to anywhere in the ballpark. 
they were pros. Today's pros are not. Um, Mark, that's, I'm going to tell you this and I'm going to say it being ashamed of myself. Okay. So let me, let me preface this. I'm going to say this being ashamed of myself. What you said, I 100% agree with. And yet that's an old school way of thinking. It, it completely is counterintuitive on both sides of the fence for myself. On one hand, I agree with you. Players today, they grip it and rip it. That's it. They don't know how to play the game. But as I say that, and those words come out of my mouth, I can hear anybody under the age of 40, 35, going, ah, oh, that's old school. You sound old. Well, it's not old. It's just that I understand the game, the nuances of the game. But, Ben, doesn't that does that make sense to you? No, because the pitchers back then when Ty Cobb was playing baseball threw 83, topped out at maybe 85. These guys are throwing 100 with movement. I I think there's a reason Joey Gallo can't go the opposite field because pitchers are so great at putting the ball in places that he can't do it. Mm -hmm. Good point. Good point. But hitters never adapted over time. That's the problem I have. That also could be true. As pitchers got bigger and stronger, have more snap to it, they have more analytics, uh, so does hitting. And if you've ever seen the hitting lab out at American Family Fields of Phoenix, it it gives you anything and everything, every statistic, every percentage, every angle, I mean everything. How hitting did not adapt to pitching over a period of time, I have no idea. It's, it wasn't like all of a sudden we woke up one day and Greg Maddox went from throwing 89 with movement to 102 with movement. It, it just You just started seeing more and more and more athletes that could throw over 90, and it went from 92 to 93 to 94 is the norm. Right now it's like 93. If you can throw 93 pretty consistently and keep it there, you, with a little bit of movement, you can be a pretty good pitcher for a long period of time in the National League, or in the Major Leagues for that matter. I'm sorry, Major Leagues. Um, and the uh, – excuse me, the Araldus Chapmans of the world, um, the one problem they have is they can throw 109 miles an hour, but they don't have consistent control. And if you just start to get around on them, you're going to hit them far. I mean, real far. And they found that out. And those guys usually do not last. It's the guys that can throw 91, 92 with movement that are going to have a lot of longevity because they have that ability to go inside, outside, and paint the corners and all that kind of stuff. I agree with you. But... When you are looking at a fastball that's 94 miles an hour and trying to see if it's inside or outside or has break or has the ability to get outside so you can then slap it the opposite direction, I get it. What they do is pitchers pitch you inside, which is where your strength is, but then they put on the shift, so therefore it forces you to hit the ball in that direction and you don't have sometimes the ability to go the opposite way. So I see both sides of this. I really do. I see both sides of this. Um, and it it leads me, much like going back to my original answer, it leads me to say trying to hit the ball all over the park is an old school way of thinking because of the change in pitching. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. But it is what it is. I do think the game's best hitters are clearly still able to do that. You look at Mike Trout. He can hit it out of the park anywhere. 
He could do anything with any pitch. I think where you really see the change is in the fringe guys who are like, okay, I need to hit 25 homers to make it. Like they will right. sign me to a contract if I walk, hit homers, and strike out, and that's okay. Right. But with the best hitters, you still see like they could do whatever they want. Mookie Betts can hit it sure. wherever he wants. Right. Uh, yeah, some hitters are good at that. Uh, but I'll say this. There's a lot of hitters that don't even practice that. They don't even try. So some of that is on them. Now, a guy like Kyle Schwarber, he's he's a grip it and rip it guy. He's just he's a home run guy. That's it. And they're going to do anything and everything they can. Um, I liked when like Ryan Braun and I, I know that might not be the best of, you know, scenarios to bring up. But in recent history, Braun, when he was on, he could hit a pitch anywhere. When he was on, he would hit a ball anywhere. He could hit it low and away. He could hit it up and in. He could hit it down at the knees, across the plate. didn't matter. And when he was on just seeing the baseball, he, he could hit it anywhere. And that was always what made Ryan Braun so good because you couldn't just play him in the shift because when he was on, he was hitting the ball to the opposite field. And there's a there was a, a period of time where his power came to, to the opposite field where he was hitting balls out of the ballpark to the opposite field. So, um, I, and I, I love that because you never knew where he was going to take the baseball, but I agree with you that it's changed quite a bit, changed quite a bit. It also could be over corrections where, I mean, we see when Moneyball started, we start to overvalue maybe home runs and walks, and then we go crazy yeah. in that direction. And now they'll probably go crazy in the other direction to realize the benefits of doing it Ryan Braun's way or anyone's way. And then finally, when it's all right, we'll find somewhere in the middle in like 40 years when I'm close to dead. Speaking of baseball, speaking of baseball, did you see Brian Cashman in an interview yesterday with the athletic got upset because of the quote drought of world series regarding the Yankees since 2009. Did you see that where he cited the, uh, the 2017 team that lost in the ALCS to the Astros, who were eventually sanctioned by Major League Baseball. He said, we should have won. The only thing that stopped the Yankees was something that was so illegal and horrific. So I get offended when I start hearing that we have, haven't been to a World Series since 2009 because I'm like, well, I think we actually did it the right way. Pulled it down, brought it back up, drafted well, traded well, developed well, signed well. The only thing that derailed us was a cheating circumstance that threw us off. He's blaming the cheating on the Houston Astros. Again, it resurfaces, rearing its ugly head uh, from the 2017 season. And he gets offended when people say that the Yankees haven't been there since 2009. Brian Cashman going, dipping back into the, oh, they cheated their way to the fall classic. I like that. Did it the right way. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The Yankees uh, have reached uh, the playoffs every year since 2017 uh, to Houston, but have not uh, advanced beyond the ALCS and have won only one American League East division title over that stretch. The last trip to the Fall Classic, 2009, when they beat... Not answering that. I know. I was waiting. They beat the Philadelphia Phillies for their 27th championship in franchise history. There you go. I only brought that up because Brian Cashman was so offended by a question posed to him. Like, come on, get over it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877 867 
1671 to hit us up. Feel free to go ahead and do so again, 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at The Water Doctors. Best Connecticut water softening system, best I've ever had, by far. Best I've ever had. I talk about it all the time. If you're looking for a water softening system or you want to do something great for veterans and make a donation to the Custom Canines Service Dog Academy, do it at h2theletterodoctors.com. h2theletterodoctors.com. Get a hold of John Atley. He's the uh, owner over there. And if you want a new water softening system and you want to try it out or get your water tested for free, call him, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. Hang in there. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we continue on glad you're here with us as always certainly appreciate you uh paying attention to the program tomorrow we'll uh wrap things up over the weekend we'll look a little more at uh, the final four and uh the weekend as it gets upon us and we're only uh, less than a week away from the start of major league baseball uh by the way jeff passan uh wrote a little blurb about the brewers i'm gonna read that coming up here in just a minute or two uh hey Pella Winners and Doors of Wisconsin, uh, they have got choice words for you. I say that. I say that. Uh, they've got uh, a lot of take-it-or-leave-it scenarios. The reason being is because there's many window companies out there that offer you one line of replacement windows, and they're vinyl. Not much of a choice, right? Pella, they got a lot. They got six different lines. Two different lines of energy-efficient, budget-friendly vinyl windows. They have the exclusive Impervia fiberglass windows, which are engineered to be the strongest material for windows, period. And then there's three different lines of luxurious wood windows uh, from traditional to contemporary. And that's six different lines to suit your taste, your budget, all that kind of good stuff. Right now, 18 months, no payments and no interest. Again, 18 months, no payments, no interest. Or 300 bucks off each window or... 700 bucks off a Pella entry door system and $1,000 off a Pella patio door. You can check that out. You got to get to the end of the month. Book it today. Book it today. Call them right now. Say, look, I need this deal. I don't want to let it go by the wayside because uh, tomorrow begins a new deal. So check out our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call them 855-Pella-WI. That's 855-Pella-WI. Again, 855-Pella-WI. Or... Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Jeff Passon writes, uh, 89 and a half. 89 and a half for the Milwaukee Brewers. Somebody has to win the uh, games in the National League Central, right? That's no slight against the Brewers, who are good enough to compete in any division, but in one with the Cardinals, uh, who are the really the only conse- uh, consequential move this winter was adding Stephen Martz, or Stephen Matz, uh, a Cubs team, that is better, but still full of a lot of holes. And the Reds and Pirates that have no desire to compete this year. The idea that the Brewers, even with questions on offense, won't win 90 feels so far-fetched. He said 89 and a half. The Brewers will get to 90 wins. Yes. 
90 wins, yes. Uh, I still go back to, I'm kind of looking at this team, as long as, again, they stay healthy, I believe the Brewers are going to be solid. As long as they stay healthy, I believe the Brewers are going to be solid. I'm saying 94 wins. Now, he also goes on to write Willie Adamas, uh, the shortstop for the Brewers. The Brewers knew they were getting a good player in Willie Adamas last year when they acquired him from Tampa Bay for Drew Rasmussen and uh, the pitcher J.P. Fire They didn't realize that in less than a year he'd be uh, the clear leader inside the clubhouse. Adamas is the sort of player Milwaukee surely would love to lock up long term with Lorenzo Cain's deal expiring after the season. The only money the Brewers have committed is to Christian Yelich at $26 million a year through 2028 and Freddie Peralta on a dirt cheap extension. Adamas is on pace to hit free agency after 2024 when he'll be 29 years old, so the urgency to keep him in Milwaukee is only increasing. Look for them to get some kind of a deal done. There you go. A lot of talk about the Brewers. I like that. Not much talk about now. There are some players on other teams, even bad teams, but uh, they're they're looking for you know, hey, like Mike Trout, he's healthy this year. Um, you know, people tend to forget about him as being the best player in baseball, but he's had some nagging injuries, calf injuries specifically, uh, that uh, have hurt him. He's now thirty years old. So theoretically, as a baseball player, he's on the back end of his career. But don't believe that he's going to all of a sudden just fall off the face of the earth, without a doubt. Um, so there's there's some things there for for uh, baseball-wise for things to think about. But I like the fact that there's a lot of talk about the Brewers, a lot of talk about their uh, their run, what they should be able to do this season. Everybody pretty much is for the most part anyway, is picking them to either win or come close to winning their division, but to, but to definitely be in the postseason regardless. So I, I like all of that. I still think they're going to win the division. There wasn't much done. Uh, if their offense even comes close to performing to what the expectation is, they're gonna, and, and their pitching staff holds up, they're going to win a lot of games. By all means. Uh, by the way, tomorrow on the program, we're going to talk some football with Rob Reichel. And our baseball buddy, Kevin Holden, is going to be back tomorrow. And we're going to see how many guys we can line up to join us live and in person down at Stenny's uh, in two weeks from today. Or, yeah, two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. Uh, early in the morning to come on down, join us for a couple of Bloody Marys and some wings and and uh, and then take off down to the ballpark and uh, watch the Brewers on uh, the home opener at American Family Field, which is a 4, what is it, a 4-10 start or 4-14 or something like that? Yeah, 4-14, 4-1-4. That's what it is, as the date. And the, and the area code for Milwaukee, as a matter of fact, on the 4-1-4. Looking forward to that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Kirk Slayer. Over on Twitter says uh, the way I would change baseball is to uh, not allow the DH make all leagues now uh, National League style of baseball. I would love it. I think as a baseball purist, you would love it. What they're trying to do is to take the strategy and the delays and the pitching changes and such out of baseball because today's day and age is all about getting it done quickly giving you as much as they can, as fast as they can. Short of the, the, the pitch clock and the walk-up clock, 
It's really pretty simple. There's a couple of things you could do, and I think you would take time off the game. One would specifically be the pitch clock, and the other one would be the instant replay. Those two things alone, those two things alone, I think, would speed the game up. Um, Mark says, what do you think about Tyrone Taylor's spring training thus far? He's been lighting it up. I'll tell you this. Uh, I just saw a post, as a matter of fact, from the Brewers over on Twitter for the uh, the Brewers Unfiltered podcast with Adam McAlvey and company, and they talk about that as well. Uh, I just saw that post maybe just a few seconds ago. But Tyrone Taylor, a guy that kind of got shoved to the backside when they picked up Andrew McCutcheon, right? You got Renfro, you got Kane, you got Yelich, now you got McCutcheon. And then Tyrone Taylor's on the back end of that now. He continually falls back down the depth chart. But he's having a, a hell of a spring. A hell of a spring. And that does not even even begin, you know, it overshadows the kind of spring that you should be excited about if you're a Keston Hero fan and looking at him trying to come back and play better and actually hit the ball because he has had a good spring training. Keston Hero has been playing extremely well. So, you know, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of excitement there. A lot of excitement. Tyrone Taylor, though, he's in 18. Now, he doesn't lead the team in at-bats, but he's got 18 at-bats hitting 444 with three home runs. He's been really good. The fact that McCutcheon has come on, he's hitting 417. Kasten Hur is hitting 400 with 20 at-bats. He also has three home runs, by the way. McCutcheon... In eight less at-bats, Tahira has only one less homer. But uh, Kessinura has the most total bases for the Brewers this season, this spring training. Seven strikeouts, two walks. You go down to Christian Yelich, he's hitting at least 300. He's got 20 at-bats. Six hits, a couple of doubles. He does not have a home run. Does not have a home run. Four strikeouts, one walk on the spring training season. But again, I, I say this with a you know with a lot of caution because pitchers don't progress as fast as hitters. Pitchers are working on just hitting the corner, get it inside, get it outside. A lot of fastballs, not as much breaking stuff unless you're working on a new pitch. Pitchers uh, will try to do things they don't normally do. They'll get behind in the count. They'll have to come to with a fastball or something out over the plate. They get hit. The, the usually the pitching statistics and the batting statistics flip flop when you get to the regular season because things are different. So I'm excited, uh, but it's tempered. I've just learned over the years when you see somebody really, really, really perform well in spring training, that doesn't necessarily necessarily equate to what kind of season they're going to have uh, when it comes to uh, the regular season. Uh, the poll question of the day, and since this would be opening week and we're looking out the window right now, we see snow all over the ground with a couple of inches of snow as it continues to melt. But do you feel the baseball season is too long now with 300 and over 350 votes, 68% of you, 68.7% of you say, yes, you feel that the baseball season is indeed too long. 31.3% saying no. There you go. 877-867-1670. You can hit us up. 
877-867-1670. Hey, I got to say hi to our friends, uh, Ryan and the gang at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill right there in Pewaukee. Once the summer gets here, sit outside, look at the lake, watch the boats go by. You're good to go. Uh, but for right now, it's got that indoor Wisconsin cabin-esque feeling. Stop out, tell the gang we said hi. Try the pig porker, the big pig porker sandwich they have out there. And uh, and and I, I have not had it, to be honest with you. I hear it's great, but they promote the hell out of it. Their pizzas, their wraps, they're all a lot of good times out there. A lot of great place. It's a great place to go and watch games. Good sports bar. They put entertainment in there on the weekend. Check out our friends out of Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill on Pewaukee Lake in the area. Stop in, tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michaels Show. If you're looking for some great places to go, uh, maybe catch a game. Uh, good old-fashioned fish fry on a Friday night, sloppy joes and smoke on the water. Uh, sloppy joes in Hubertus. And that is the epitome of what a Wisconsin bar should be. And that, that place is fantastic. Joe and Ellen Hennis have done such a great job. And then they took uh, the old Bayside, which is now called Smoke in the Water out on Okachi Lake, and they have expanded that. And uh, made that a show place as well. And two fantastic places, uh, specifically uh, for smoke on the water in the summertime. When you want to go out there, talk about sitting on a deck and watching the boats go by. Man, what a great place. So check out either one, Sloppy Joe's or Smoke on the Water. Both with great, fo- great food, both with great barbecue too. But fish fries, breakfasts, all that good stuff. Check them both out for sure. 877 1670. If you want to hit us up, by all means, do so. Let's go back to the phone calls, talk to Dave. Dave, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Yeah, Bill, love your show. Thank you. Say, uh, these owners are so hypocritical. I mean, before the COVID, they wanted to increase the spring training games to four to 40 games, which is really crazy. I've been down mm-hmm. in both Cactus League and uh, down in Florida. Secondly, they're adding teams to the playoffs, which makes it longer. And the games last longer in the American League by 14 to 15 minutes, I think the figure is, because of the DH, and the games are higher scoring. So they last longer. I find it really ironic that all this silly talk is kind of what it all really is. And, uh, right. And they need to call strikes. I mean, it's pretty easy to figure out, I think, if they – but just uh, and these replays, all right. You could be standing there if you can't figure it out in thirty seconds, and then if you don't know and if you can't tell, you stand with the call on the field. That was all designed. They said they were going to do that originally, and of course they balked on it. And their people are sitting there for a six-hour game. I look. I agree. I the problem with trying to shorten a game is if it's an exciting game, who cares? That's right. You know what I mean? If it's an exciting game, you're caught up in it anyway if you're a fan, and even if you're a casual fan, and if you're scoring runs like crazy, who cares? I think what they're looking at is all the pitching changes, all the crap that goes on in between, 
and you you you, you kind of get that the game gets away, it be, especially when you're talking about how many strikeouts there have been in Major League Baseball. Now they de- they declined those strikeouts last year after going to uh, beginning to check pitchers for residue, whether it was pine tar or anything else that they had on their arms or caps or hats or belts or whatever. That got a little bit better. His scoring went up a little bit as well. So that became a little bit better. As long as there's action in the game, I don't think people care because people watch football for three hours and they don't care if it's exciting. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. And, you know, um, I had a chance to go up to lacrosse where the loggers put on the hot stove league and Damian Miller and Craig Council were there. And they got talking generally with, uh, you know, they asked questions that Kapanke was running it. But they just uh, mentioned that uh, Council said, you know, everybody's got guys that are throwing 95 to 100 miles an hour. And if you see guys in the lower part of the order hitting home runs, uh, then they, they probably didn't. And that's why they talk about moving the mound back. So. I agree right. with you about it being exciting, but people are losing interest in it, I think. Right. Who knows? No, I, I you just I appreciate the phone call. As long as you can capture people's attention and their 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 optimism, their excitement, their enthusiasm, as long as you can capture that, then we we don't care. We will watch postseason football all day. We don't care. Two aspects drive it. One, it's exciting. And two, betting. Fantasy football, betting. We get into that. It drives the train for a lot. And baseball doesn't necessarily capture that same imagination. They they have done a lot more things as of late. And when you get DraftKings and all that kind of stuff, then the, those different entities, sure, you know, you get into that. But it's the excitement of the game. And what really, in my opinion... Hurt baseball um, was the, you know, a home run beats three singles, you know? And so people didn't want to do that. They, you know, players don't want to don't want to have three singles. They would rather have a home run and drive in three runs and go one for three with two strikeouts and a home run than they would with a base hit one for three, you know? So they just... They yank it as hard as they can and hope for the best. And I think it just kind of hurt the game over a period of time. 877-867-1670, Uh, This one's from Melvin who says, I hate to change the subject, but what about Bruce Arians retiring? Do you think that had anything to do with Tom Brady saying that there was a problem between the two? Okay, let me ask you this, Melvin. When did Brady say there was a uh, – there was some rumors – Okay, I get that, but I don't know anywhere that Tom Brady said that there was a problem between the two. There was some thoughts that, because otherwise, here's my question. Why would Brady come back? Just to force Arians out? That doesn't make sense. In the logical sense, it it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Why would he come back and want to play and then Arians is out a month later? Unless they just had these irreconcilable differences and the organization just said, hey, look, we're going to move on. I can understand that, but you would have worked that out ahead of time, don't you think? 
I, I that would not make sense to me. That's all. Uh, that's that. It just it, it would it would kind of be backwards here. You know. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Give us a shout. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um, this one's from Anthony, and uh, Anthony. Oh, we already answered your question, Anthony. Sorry about that. We'll get. We'll, give us another shout tomorrow, man. Uh, Teddy says, as a resident of Eau Claire, don't get a lot of the Brewers games. Love love listening to it on the radio. But I do come down for three to five games a year. If there were more games shown, I probably would be more likely to come. But they've pissed me off, and I only make it to three or four games a year now, uh, two of which are donated tickets. Okay. Gotcha. And I, I... I don't. I, I don't know how to. We we've talked about that already. I don't know how to get around that. I, and if I'm part of Bally's, I don't want to give my product away. My sponsors are paying us, so why would I want Hulu or Roku or YouTube or anybody else to insert their own commercials and make money off of the product that I'm putting together, I'm producing, I'm directing, I'm paying the talent for? Why would I want to do that? You know, and the brewers aren't going to aren't going to give you a deal because other entities are carrying it. It's 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 a, it's a, it's it's money. And unfortunately, you and I get caught in the middle. Now, as one Brewers fan said, hey, I wanted to see the Brewers, so I bought the I bought the cable company and I package. He said, if you want it, you pay for it. If you don't, you're not going to get it. Um, he also says, P.S. I don't understand MLB.com not carrying Brewers games. If you if you wanted to watch it on your computer, it should be produced by Bally's anyway. So I don't understand why Major League Baseball would not give that to you if you were paying for that service. That doesn't make sense. That I agree with 100%. Um, by the way, Melvin says if it was Aaron Rodgers and the same situation happened, they would be saying that Aaron Rodgers forced the head coach out. That's true. That's true. It, it just happened in such a weird way, though, Melvin, because if Tom Brady wanted to come back and at the end of the season he said to management, look, Bruce and I just aren't getting along. Uh, it was great our first run together. I just don't like his style, whatever. Uh, I'm, if he's not gone, I'm going to retire. And maybe management didn't want to make that choice, you know? So Brady says, you know what, to hell with it, I'm retiring. And then management comes back and says, hey, look, we're going to work out a deal with Bruce. Just go ahead and unretire, come back. Maybe that happened. I'm not going to say no, because there there have been rumors of Tom Brady and, and Bruce Arians kind of, you know, butting heads a little bit. To what extent, I don't know. Remember, it was it was a former Patriot who has a radio program that first brought this up that said that there was some issues between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady that nobody was talking about. And and he I can't remember the guy's name. Ben, do you remember the the this was like during the Super Bowl when we were out there that we heard that there was an issue. And everybody kind of dismissed it. It's like, ah, it's a former player, what is what you know, who's trying to get who's trying to make a name for himself. What do we what is what does he know? 
And then all of a sudden now Bruce Arians is out. He's moving to the front office. I don't know if it's Arians' choice or not. I I couldn't tell you, but you're right. You're right, Merlin. It, if it was Aaron Rodgers, we'd all be saying it was either Aaron or the highway. You are completely correct. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go back to the phone calls. Talk to Court. Court, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. How are you doing today, buddy? Doing well, pal. What's up? Yeah, I'm going to talk. I was listening to you earlier, and I wasn't able to call, but I wanted to kind of talk about the wide receiver situation. Yeah. If everybody remembers in 2010, I know it's a long time ago, but the year that we won it, what's the one person, one receiver that wasn't on that team that was the year before that everybody was talking about and Aaron was so focused on, and that was Jermichael Finley. So sometimes Correct. I think maybe addition by subtraction can be a positive thing with the Devontae Adams thing. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying they're not going to go out and get another quality wide receiver, but how many times did we look down the field in the playoffs and see Aaron want to throw into that double coverage when someone else was wide open because he had that crutch in Devontae, and he had that years ago with Jermichael Finley, and when Finley went down, he opened up the field, and he threw the ball to a lot more different receivers. So I'm not willing to, you know, throw the team away because Devontae's gone. I think there's still a lot of great weapons on that team. If Tanya can come back, Aaron Jones is, a, is just an incredible weapon on that team, whether he's running the ball or catching the ball. And like I said, they're, they're going to pick somebody up that's, that's going to be, be worthwhile. And for all these people, these naysayers about the trade, wondering about, you know, Tyreek Evans, well, as you said on your show, it finally came out that it was Devontae who forced all of this and basically said, you trade me to the Raiders or when I'm done, I'm walking. So they made, they, they did the best they could with what they had, and it turned out to be a pretty good trade, I think, in, in, in the end. Yeah, uh, the only thing I can say, and I appreciate the phone call because we've got to run to a break, but the only thing I can say about that is, remember, Jermichael went down, but you also had Jordy, Greg, James, Donald, you had a hell of a stable of wide receivers. I mean a hell of a stable of wide receivers. You didn't even have Randall Cobb yet because he didn't come till the next year. So, yeah, he was focusing on Jermichael up until the injury. I get that. But uh, I mean, remember, that was the same year was Nick Barnett went down because remember they weren't in the team picture and both of those guys threw a fit on social media. Um, But that was... Boy, that team was loaded. They were loaded at wide receiver. Big time. By the way, uh, speaking of big time, if you're looking for a big time place to go, Albanese's, our friend Joey, they're up, they're running, they got bocce ball, they got leagues. You can sign up right now, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday nights, all open, all the way uh, May through mid-August. You can check in for information. You can ask for Joey. Give him a call. Bocce ball out front. There's, you know what? I drive past there a lot, and in the evenings I'll see 50 people outside. They've got beverages. They're sitting on the wall. They're tossing bocce ball around. They're listening to the Brewers game. They, they, you talk about – it doesn't matter if you're Italian or not. Just a relaxing evening. It's nice. Then you go in. You get some good food. Maybe a glass of wine. Man, you're good. I'm just getting myself ready for warm weather, man. Holy mackerel. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Another segment yet to go right after this. Ready? 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Final segment of the Bill Michael Show on this uh, Thursday. Say hi to Jeff and Alicia, the gang at Stoley's Hog Alley. If you're going out tomorrow night again, if you're looking for a place to go, good fish fry, maybe just to catch whatever game, spring training games or whatever happens to be on the tube. Don't forget you've got uh, final four games coming up this weekend and on Monday of next week. Looking for a place to go, great place, both of them. Stoley's Hog Alley and Summit in Oconomowoc and Stoles Old 109. And I cannot wait for riding season to start hitting all these places as well because they're all really good places to ride to. Great scenic rides, roads and such. Stoles Old 109 up in Watertown. So looking forward to it. Um, big time. Um, Daniel says, I like the DH because it let me see Henry Aaron play. It helps younger fans see older stars that might not be around if they had to play the field all season. But then doesn't, doesn't it prevent younger stars from coming up that it would actually be cheaper for your team? It's a catch-22. I understand your sentiment. It wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't have the same longevity of career, say, for Big Poppy. And his career in Boston, because he was not much of a fielder at all. So I get it. Um, but I, I I just, I'm not a fan of the DH, not necessarily because it just because of that, because it takes up a spot. It's an older player usually that doesn't play the field as much anymore. They still can hit, but they're just, when it comes to their overall athletic ability, they're past their prime, usually. So a guy like Big Poppy who just, he, <laughs> He was just a body in the field. That's what he was. But you're right. It, it does allow you to see the longevity of a guy like Hank Aaron. I understand that. But also, you got to like a guy like, let's say Tyrone Taylor. Say he gets edged out because you've got McCutcheon sitting there with a DH. And McCutcheon's not really playing the field that much anymore. But Tyrone Taylor, who appears at least ready to come up and has been knocking at the door for a while now, he still can't come up. And you'd get him most likely at a cheaper price. You know what I mean? It just, it, it, and then it takes away the strategy. I do, and I know people don't like this. I do. I am a fan of, uh, of a pitcher being somebody who can help themselves. If you're a pitcher and you stand at the plate and you can't drop down a bunt to move a runner over, say you're trailing by a run, and the, the ability to drop down a bunt could be the ability for you to get a win or a loss or tie up a game and take a no decision versus a loss and you can't lay down a bunt? Not a fan of that. Not a fan of that at all. Or you can't put the bat on the ball? You're not a baseball player. You're strictly a pitcher. That's it. That that doesn't that doesn't sit real well with me. And I know some people are like, I don't want to see a guy bunt, but... It, it's an, again, it goes back to the art and the romance and the capability of the game. Coming up tomorrow on the program, we got Rob Reischer. We're going to talk some uh, Packers football with him. 
Uh, is he in panic mode when it comes to the wide receiver position? It certainly seems like, and the rumors are starting to kind of surface, they're percolating now, things are starting to bubble. Like, yeah, there are teams that are saying, you know, other teams are reaching out regarding wide receivers. The Packers are indeed one of them. And it's not just one team, it's numerous teams that are starting to uh, give the insiders, if you will, the rumblings that uh, the Green Bay Packers, among others, are starting to look for wide receivers. And then we'll talk some more baseball tomorrow. Kevin Holden from CBS 58, our uh, our baseball guy, he's going to be joining us. We'll talk with him a little bit about the Brewers, about the uh, preseason, about spring training. Guys like Tyrod Taylor, guys like Keston Hira that are really having the spring training you would hope they would have. Keston Hira, or excuse me, uh, Christian Yelich, not a bad spring training. So what are the legitimate hopes for Christian Yelich when he comes back uh, up north this year as well and the Brewers get it underway for real? And then uh, we start to effort towards next Thursday when the baseball season opens up for real. And then two weeks from Thursday, two weeks from today, as a matter of fact, two weeks from today, when the Brewers come back home and our opening day broadcast is live from Stenny's, second to National Walker's Point. Looking forward to that. Uh, you know what? You don't get it very often. Mark says, "What about Brooks Kieschnick? That's a guy that could hit." Oh, he was a he was a he was a relief pitcher that just just could crush a baseball. Used to love watching him hit. You're right, love it. There you go. That's it. That'll do it for a Thursday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Until we chat again, time for us to go. Have a going. Whoop. The Bill Michaels Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.